You might not have heard of a birth plan or you might be confused about what should be in one. But if you're pregnant, it would make your childbirth so much easier and more enjoyable if you had a birth plan prepared. What is a birth plan and how do you create one? What options do women have when it comes to their labor? And how should you discuss it and present it to your doctor and nurses? We're talking about all the details of creating a birth plan in today's episode of our Unprivate Parts podcast. Welcome to Unprivate Parts, a podcast hosted by Women's Hospital. Join us as we pull back the proverbial curtain with honest discussions on women's health and the uncomfortable subjects we all want answers to. Welcome to the Unprivate Parts Podcast. I'm Melanie Bear, along with Megan Fauche and Rachel LaFleur at Women's Hospital in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, one of the best hospitals in the entire world. I have to say from personal experience because I delivered all three of my kids here. Okay, I want you guys to first start off by introducing yourselves so our listeners can know who's talking with all this experience that you have. Megan, why don't you begin? Hi, I'm Megan Fauche. Um, I'm a clinical nurse leader in labor and delivery. I've been in labor and delivery here at Women's Hospital for 15 years now. Um, I was a staff nurse for 10, 11 years and then a charge nurse. And now I've had this role as clinical nurse leader. And you have children of your own. So yes. I'm wondering, did you have a birth plan? I actually did not. Um, it wasn't until, you know, I started working here that I was able to see the benefits of it. But um Definitely could have been more prepared if I'd had one. Isn't it funny? I've yes. never heard of a birth plan, and I've had three children of my own, too. So yes. we're going to get down to the benefits of that. Rachel, what about you? Hey, my name is Rachel LaFleur. I have been a labor and delivery nurse here at Woman's for the last four years. Um, it is really awesome to be a nurse here. Um, I grew up cheerleading my whole entire life, and so now I get to be a cheerleader for my patients. <laughs> and so it's been awesome. Um you guys really are cheerleaders. I mean, your demeanor really can make a difference with the experience of an expecting mother and how positive that can be for her. Uh, you guys are great cheerleaders here at Women's. I can vouch for that. Uh, and I know, Rachel, that you are so passionate about this topic because uh, you had mentioned to me that it really upset you or made you sad when you've heard patients kind of say something to the effect of, well, that's all up to you. I don't really know. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, you know, I think women forget, like, this is their birth. This is their story. They should feel so empowered to, you know, get what they want, get what they picture, you know. Um, But one time I had a patient, she was like, oh, well, like, you're the boss. And I was like, what? I was like, you're the boss. Like, this is your story, you know. Like, you tell me what you want, and let's, like, work on it together and everything like that. So... I guess there does have to be a happy medium because if you go in with too much of a plan and Mm -hmm. too many specific expectations, it doesn't always go and it probably won't go the way that you had exactly planned. So you have to be a little bit flexible. Definitely. But to give the the nurses, especially if they're transitioning, changing shifts in the middle of your labor, I mean, labor Mm -hmm. can go on for days, as we know, it is nice to give you guys say a really a one page printed Mm -hmm. up birth plan. So we're going to get into the specifics of what that is. But Megan, how many, like what percentage of expecting mothers would you say actually come to the hospital with a typed up birth plan that they give to the doctor or the Um, nurses? Probably not as many as we'd like to see. It's hard to put a number on it, but probably, I mean, maybe 10, 15%. No, it's less. Yes. So hopefully we can get, you know, some information out there and moms could be more prepared with a birth plan. Um, It helps everyone. It helps us. It helps them. It just, it helps the whole healthcare team. 
um, to hopefully make their birth what they want it to be. How drastic of a different experience could it be for a mother who has a birth plan versus one who does not? I think it could be very drastic. Um, for one, you know, when they're creating their birth plan, they're also educating themselves and they're learning what their options are. That way, when they come to the hospital, they're they're aware, not coming in, not knowing anything. Um, so it helps them prepare. And then it also helps their doctor prepare as they talk to this with their physician throughout their visits, their prenatal visits. And when they get to the hospital, then their nurses can all be on the same page. And I think that that they can definitely benefit from that. And this is not something that doctors necessarily will prompt the patient to do as, yeah, as right. is indicative no, yeah. of the percentage, mm-hmm. 10 to 15% mm-hmm. call yeah. with the birth plan. Yeah. But usually there are certain questions that your doctor should be asking you. Like, I know one is, do you want to have an epidural? That's, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you yeah. normally see patients come in with that mm-hmm. decision already being made, right? right. Can, yeah. Rachel? Yeah. And we actually have a template for a birth plan that we're going to go over in the podcast today so that people can know and not have to fumble around online looking for different recommendations. Mm -hmm. We have one for you. We'll talk through it so that people can know kind of how to, you know, where to begin with the birth plan. But since we're talking about epidural, I know one part of the birth plan is at what point going into it, at least with the knowledge you have now, at what point do you want an epidural? So what do you recommend when someone is trying to figure that out and prepare a birth plan? And so I personally feel like with all of my patients, okay, so they'll be laboring, they're starting to feel the contractions, and then they'll have one contraction and they'll have in their head, okay, I do not ever want to feel this type of contraction ever again. And then I'm like, okay, once you hit that point, then let's get an epidural. You know, it's no more wishy-washy, am I ready? Am I not ready? Things like that. But do you think it's good to feel a little bit of pain and feel that contraction? What is the benefit to that? Because I know some women come in and say, I don't want to feel anything. Give me the epidural as soon as you can. Yes. Yeah. And so one, I think it depends on like what number birth is this for you? Like, is this your seventh birth? But do you want an epidural? Well, then, yeah, maybe sooner rather than later. But it is so good to feel those contraction pains because that's your body like starting to realize oh, I'm trying to have a baby today. You know, it starts releasing those like necessary like hormones, adrenaline, all that stuff that really is necessary for your labor to progress like naturally. And it is good to be able to identify too what you're feeling and be able to put that into, into words. It's Definitely. a little place better in context, a little if you felt a little bit of it. But how long does it normally take once you say you are ready for the epidural to actually get it? And I know that varies from hospital to hospital, but here at Women's, what is the general time frame? 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah, we are lucky enough that we have our anesthesiologist here, like right down the hall. And we have um, a lot of CRNAs also. So as soon as you say, I'm on my epidural, 30 minutes later, almost always, yeah, you're going to have it and you're going to be comfortable. So that's mm-hmm. one of the biggest decisions. Do you want an epidural mm-hmm. or do you want to be unmedicated? Now, Megan, what kind of options do patients have, expecting mothers have, if they want to come in in an unmedicated situation? Okay, we have lots of labor support options for those who choose not to get an epidural. Um, we we have this uh, new thing where we've created called the comfort menu, um, and we're hoping to get this out to all of our patients for medicated and for unmedicated. Um, and on our comfort menu, we offer things such as uh, birthing balls, peanut balls, aromatherapy. I mean, we have small things from chapstick I mean anything that we can give our patient to make them feel more comfortable um we have a tub we have a large jetted tubs in almost all of our labor delivery rooms um a lot of women feel that you know the warm water is soothing when it comes to pain and contractions 
Um, there's also things in the comfort menu just to prompt women to bring certain things from home that help them. Um, you know, there's personal things that you may want to have with you. Um, we also do offer IV pain medication too. If you don't want an epidural, but you just need something just to take the edge off. Like whenever you're starting to transition that six centimeter, seven centimeter mark, um, we do have IV pain medication that still allows them to be able to be mobile if they feel like they can be. And all that is great to be educated on before you come in so that you know, right, and you, you can know print it up in your birth are. plan. Yeah, yes. no, no, definitely. And of course you can change your mind while you're here. Mm-hmm. Of course. Always, always. Like, I'm curious yep, to it's know. It's not written in stone, right? <laughs> if you come change. in and you're, you're trying to come in with an unmedicated birth, mm-hmm. what percentage of women change their mind while they're here and decide to get an epidural if you had to guess a percentage? Is that pretty common? I think it it's pretty of, common, yeah. and I think it's and more common. And there's no shame in right. the look. No, there's no, no shame in that. Not at all. Because so many times we hear that women are like, I just, I just wasn't expecting this. I just right. wasn't expecting these contractions to be like this, you know? And so, but I feel like doing education prior and, you know, taking childbirth education classes, you know, they kind of like, kind of lead you into thinking, oh, you're going to experience like really, really bad back pain sometimes, you know, and then different ways to like alleviate that also. We have so many classes and information on our website, women's.org too, Mm -hmm. for people to educate themselves, prior videos, even uh, recorded videos that people can get those specific information. But Megan, you mentioned the comfort menu. So Mm -hmm. I have a copy of the comfort menu right here. Let's go ahead and go over that uh, so that we can put that into the labor preferences worksheet or the birth plan that yes. you guys have as a template as well, which can also be found on the website. Uh, but I know you guys want patients coming in to be as comfortable as possible. So you have several different topics on here, a list of things you can bring from uh-huh. home, a deodorant comb. This would be like your to-go bag that yes. you have packed up at, at around what mark in the pregnancy do you think you should have that to-go bag packed up? I think probably around 34, 35 weeks, you know, you're, you're getting ready. Um, just go ahead and have those things handy. That way you're not thinking at the last minute of what you should pack up, you know, yeah. about the time you would put your car seat in the car, go ahead and get your bag packed. <laughs> yeah. You have uh, comfort items, warm compress, warm blankets, ice pack, extra pillow for positioning. Yes. It's mm-hmm. a great idea. Bring yes. your own pillow from home fan disposable mesh underwear, but you guys give the best we disposable mesh underwear mesh here. Underwear. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I take everybody in the room is yeah. nodding their head. I took my fair share. Uh, non-skid socks, great. Mm-hmm. And eye mask, I didn't even think about that. Yes. What a great yes. idea. No, and they have like the it's little like, um, thing. like they're like indented to like go over your eyes and stuff. They're Ooh. really nice. All my patients love them. Mm-hmm. Comfort actions. What, tell me about comfort actions. What does that mean? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. we just have like our wireless monitors that, um, you know, you're able to walk down the hall in our little family room and we're able to still see Monitor what the, the baby's baby. heart rate is doing and the contractions and everything like that. Oh, so you don't have to stay in bed for the no, entire right. time you're in oh, labor. Yeah. So that's something, you should, yeah. that's something that the doctor, the nurses should know when you go in, you can include that as part yes. of the birth plan mm-hmm. if you want to walk the halls. Yes. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bed repositioning. These little beds, they can do some (laughs) stuff, okay? Like, we can lower the foot of the bed and then raise, like, the part where, like, your shoulders and head would be. And so you can get in, like, a hands and knees position. Um, We can take off the bottom of the bed if you wanted to, you know, kind of put one leg up and kind of squat. I had one patient do that recently with, like, a squat bar over it. The beds do a lot of things. So that's something going in, if you're familiar with that before you get to those painful contractions, then you can know what 
would make you more comfortable as you mm-hmm. go along throughout mm-hmm. your labor process. A gentle stretching yoga mat you might want to bring from home. The birthing ball I know, Megan, you mentioned. The birthing mm-hmm. stool, the peanut ball. That's all great, especially yes. for the non-medicated. Slow dance. What is that? <laughs> I mean, I know how to slow dance, yes. but what does that have to yes. do with labor? And so, okay, so a lot of times they're literally slow dancing. Like the, um, the patient's person. arms wrapped around the support person's neck and so they're kind of doing like slow rhythmic like swaying motions and babies really like that to like get into the pelvis and you know just the touch of like your loved one helps you know decrease your stress levels oh mm-hmm. interesting. and then, like say you need a squat during a contraction you have the support of your support person mm-hmm. because you know your legs get tired while you're trying to labor and everything so yeah uh sleep time shower bath which would be part of the birth plan if you want, because you have to choose a room with a bath. Not all rooms have the bath, right? Right. We just, I think mm-hmm. there's only four rooms on our unit that yeah. actually don't have a tub. They just have mm-hmm. a shower. But yes, if yeah. you come in and specify that you do want to use the tub, we can, of course, make that arrangement for you. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily something your doctor would ask you. No, as Your doctor right. would ask you if you want an epidural, but going right. into it, no, if you want a bath, ask for a bath when, right. when you come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, massage. What? Yes. Do you have, who's, who's responsible for the massage? Well, ideally your support person would be the one, um, but nurses, we have some great nurses that'll definitely participate. Um, we have mm. some little massage balls that women tend to like the, the counter pressure on their back when they're having painful contractions. Mm-hmm. Um, but even just light touch, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes is what feels best, you know, and every, every woman's different, every labor is different. So it's hard to say what she's going to need. Those nurses are angels. Because I yes. know she said, ideally your support person, yeah. but your support person may not be the best masseuse. Yes. Counter pressure. Counter pressure. Yes. I've had many unmedicated moms be like, I got through this because of that counter pressure. It's just putting like direct pressure on their lower back while they're having a contraction. So it basically like counteracts it. Okay, relaxation options. We talked about stress ball, massage balls, visit from our chaplain. That's another interesting part of yes. a birth plan. I, I would have, I, I didn't think about that. Yeah. That's a, that's a, mm-hmm. a great idea. Visit, visit from a social worker. Yes. Yeah. Our yeah. social workers are excellent and they um, would be able to contact the chaplain if that was a request from a mm-hmm. mom. Yeah. Soothing music. Now that I did think about, it wasn't so soothing. We were rocking out to 80s music for all three <laughs> yes, of my births yes. and it was awesome. Y'all were getting ready for the birthday party. Really. We did. I brought a Bose speaker yes. and mm-hmm. we just hooked up the phone to it and we, we did. We And then we kind of played a game. What song will be on when the baby's, when the baby's actually born? born? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'd so have to fun. look it up that's into so my notes. Fun. I forgot it. Um, <laughs> guided imagery. What is guided imagery? So I think that's just being able to like focus on something that's relaxing to you. Oh, like a picture. Like yeah. Bringing pictures. Yeah. And we home. even in all of our rooms, we have TVs, of course, but on those TVs, you know, if you didn't have time to bring music from home or guided imagery or whatever, our TVs do have relaxation music. They do have some relaxation scenes that you would be able to look at if that's what you're looking for, if that's what relaxes you. Mm-hmm. So I know another question on the template for the birthing plan is the same in this relaxation options, the same uh, category as the lighting. Cha- you, you might want the lighting to be dim or bright or mm-hmm. blinds or see through the window or not. Mm-hmm. Um, what do people normally request with that? And is that something that you should think about before you come in so that everybody can make you as more, as comfortable as possible? Yeah, I think you could think mm-hmm. about it, but it might change once you get here. And um, I mean, we'll be there to change whatever you want to be done. So, you Mm -hmm. know, we have those big windows and we have beautiful views out of all of our labor and delivery rooms, but we also have 
like two sets of curtains to where it can be totally blacked out if that's what you prefer. Mm -hmm. Um, we have lots of different options for dimming the lights in the room. So yeah, it's just not something you might necessarily think about. And yes, you're right. You don't know how you're going to feel right, until you're right. exactly, exactly. labor, but exactly. it is something that's nice to have on a bullet list because if you're uncomfortable and you're not thinking, I want, I want it to be brighter or mm -hmm. dimmer, someone else can ask, Hey, would you right. like the lights See, down? Yeah. And I was going to say, I was like, I feel like a lot of the times, like as a nurse, like we'll just kind of like sense the room and we'll be like, do you want me to turn off some of these lights? And they're like, Actually, yes. Can you please turn mm -hmm. off these lights? I'm like, perfect. Okay, turn off the lights. Just try to close your eyes, you know, just get in the right mindset, you know, and then they mm -hmm. feel a lot better 30 minutes whenever, you know, 30 minutes later, whenever I walk into the room, they're like, oh my gosh, I took the best nap ever. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And aromatherapy. Yes. Is that, can you bring yes. candles? Is that even allowed? I don't think they're allowed to bring candles, but we have um, little ar ar aromatherapy sticks and aromatherapy little patches that we can put on and they actually... It's they smell sense. so good. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. They have, you know, we have some that are help with nausea. We have the lavender. Yeah, like the peppermint and then lavender. And you guys bird. have that here? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's mm -hmm. part of the comfort menu yes. Yes. that people can plan in advance. Mm -hmm. That's a great idea. Virtual reality headset. Mm -hmm. Now that, yes. that's fairly new. <laughs> yes, it yes, is. Really new. Very new. Yeah. How's that been working? We, um, we have two of them. So I think initially we got it for patients for pain management. Um, but they actually have fun little games. They have fun little scenes. Um, we had a nurse recently use it for a patient that had an epidural. Um, and she just was feeling restless. Like her legs were restless. So she actually was able to put on the virtual reality and just kind of get in a zone. And it really did calm her. It relaxed her. Um, so you could go to the beach. Yeah. You that go is to the beach. so yes, cool yeah, while you're yeah. in labor. Yeah. You go underwater. Like underwater. Yes. <laughs> that's the one I was thinking about. And you're like turning your head and you're seeing like this side of the ocean and stuff. It's really cool. Actually. It definitely will help take your mind off things would for you, sure. Would you do the virtual reality in the middle of a contraction or in between or either or both? I think it just depends on the person. Mm -hmm. um, you can't do it. Yeah. You can oh, keep yeah, it yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can keep it on for however long. Yeah, that, definitely. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. And slow, deep breathing. I mean, this is also part of, this makes me think of Lamaze. I mean, it's really good yes, for yes. anyone to have a Lamaze class, whether you intend 100%. to have oh, epidural true. or not. And mm -hmm. you don't know, sometimes you can't get one, but now you can get an epidural later on. Uh, it used to be. You, people used to think that you had to be uh, earlier in the labor process, not too dilated to get the epidural, but now you can get it up to like, yeah, as, as long as you right? can sit still for it, you can be 10 centimeters. That's what we tell our patients. Epidural. If yes. you can physically but sit yes, up yes, but and you have allow to the sit. doctor to do it, you're good to go. Mm -hmm. So then we have different other categories, entertainment options, television, comfort channel, internet, notepad, pencil, puzzle, books, coloring pages, music, all that stuff you should think about in advance. Nutrition options, water, juice, broth, ice, popsicles. I brought Jolly Ranchers, which are not very <laughs> nutritious, but it kept me sucking on something. Mm -hmm, yes. It was one of the birthing classes at Women's Hospital suggested to bring something to suck on. Yeah. yeah. Labor. So that helped me. The, the 80s music and the Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> And the nurses are were all angels. Uh, and then medication options, oral IV, epidural, as you mm -hmm. said. Yep. Okay, yeah. so let's go through this labor preferences worksheet. So the, if you don't feel like, if you're listening at home and you don't feel like typing your own up from scratch, we do have this template online, or you can just listen to what we're about to, to go through. My name is, of course, yeah. you have your name at the top, mm -hmm. your due date, your doctor, and your support people. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't, I know the rules have changed over the past few years with, mm -hmm. with COVID, but it's a good idea. You guys say 
to specify how many people you want in the room and specifically mm-hmm. who before you get here, because some people will show up to visit. And yeah. You may not want them in the room. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's been a not as much of a problem since COVID. Right. Yeah, correct. Yeah. In fact, I remember having a family member in the room while I was having a contraction and did not take the hint and stayed in there the whole time. It was awkward. And we have yes. no problem being the bad guy. If there's someone you don't want in the room, we, we can, you know, nonchalantly ask people to step out. So That's that a great way, point, Megan. You don't have yeah. to put the patient in an awkward yes. position, yeah. you know, yeah. when you, because we'll it, gladly do that for you. Yeah. Yes. So when with that birth plan, you, you know, it will specify for us, the nurses to know, okay, this new person is in the room, was not on the birth plan. And so we can definitely even set up little to... code words with patients before, like, mm-hmm. okay, if there's so-and-so's in here and you want them to step out, just ask for some orange juice. And then we know. Great yeah. Idea. yeah. 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 Because that, that really does make just a better birth experience to have your room full of the people that you want there that make you feel supported, make you feel empowered, like advocate for you, things like that. It really, it really does affect yeah, if you're it. uncomfortable mm-hmm. or tense. It's not going to be beneficial yeah. for your labor. That's a great idea. Okay, next on the birth plan worksheet, I hired a doula for labor services or labor support. Yes or no? Her name is. Uh, are there male doul- doulas too? Um, I don't male? I've, I've never seen a male met doula. One well, here. yeah. Regardless, if you have a doula, you mm-hmm. want your nurses to know that or have yeah. it printed up going mm-hmm. in. Uh, which also falls under support people yes. or in a separate mm-hmm. category. Have them both, have them all listed. I have worries, fears, or concerns about. Yes, that, a- that is big. You know, we want to address what you're worried about because, you know, you like you could be, you know, like subconsciously like tensing up, just thinking about what is to come and like what you're worried about. Like, oh, is this about to happen? Is this about to happen? And so we want to address all of that. And some people have fears. Um, maybe it's a, a myth that they've heard from family mm-hmm. members, you know, who had their baby so many years ago and they've been stressing about it and thinking about it and they're fearful and it may not even be something that they should worry about. So yeah. that's why it's important to communicate with us. What are your fears? What are your concerns? And, and we can, can just be- lay it out on the table and just be open communication and be sensitive to yes. whatever that concern yes, is. Yeah. Sure. yeah. And you don't know what has happened in that family mm-hmm. prior. Right. So that would be nice to, to yeah. know going in and mm-hmm. even the verbiage that you use throughout yes. the, yeah. the labor experience mm-hmm. might be a little different if you know about someone's past experience mm-hmm. or oh, for fears. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Environment. We talked about dim lights, adjust the thermostat. So that's nice to know if you, yes. if you would rather, th- mm-hmm. what temperature you're the most comfortable. Yes. At. Mm-hmm. Listen to music, uh, have the room quiet and calm. This is all a checklist. Watch the hospital TV for relaxation so that you, this is all just a checklist so that people can let uh, the nurses know what their preference is going in. See the baby come out with the mirror. I do remember the doctor asking me, do you <laughs> yes, want to see? I yeah. personally did not. I did have the epidurals, uh, but that is a, 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 a very interesting and unique opportunity if you'd like to see that. And mm-hmm. they should know that going in. Yes. Right. Yeah. Are they, are they in the ceilings? How does that work? No, they're actually mirror. And we just got some new ones that are really, really nice. Um, it's actually just a mirror on a pole that's on wheels. So we can move it around the room to, you know, into the bed or on the side of the bed, just whatever works for the view. I suppose mm-hmm. that would be very cool. If I had a fourth, yeah. maybe I would do it, but I'm not having a fourth. <laughs> it's usually a hard yes or a hard no. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> totally. That's interesting. Uh, position changes. Would you like to walk around? We mentioned that. Change position, squatting, pelvic rocking, et cetera. So of course, we talked about the slow yeah. dance. Mm-hmm. Use the birthing ball, peanut ball, or birthing bar. Okay, another topic, relaxation and comfort techniques. We went through that comfort menu, as we call it. Do you want to soak in the tub or take a shower, a massage, mm-hmm. meditate? 
That's one we didn't talk about yet. Use visualization, breathing techniques, apply heat and or cold. We didn't talk yes. about that either. Is yeah. that something you should maybe bring from home or you guys have that those options here? We can we can take care of that for you. Yeah, yeah, we have the packs hot packs and, and stuff. Cold packs, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Medical intervention, saline lock is an option. What is a saline lock? So the saline lock is the IV. You're just not connected to fluids. And so we have that access. You're just able to just walk around a little bit easier. So would that be for someone who is coming in with the intentions of being unmedicated, but maybe want to keep that option open in case so that it would it would uh, streamline the process in case they decide they want to be medicated? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, continuous fluids with IV, intermittent fetal monitoring. Now you have fetal monitoring no matter what. Right. But they do have the option if a mom, you know, of course, a low risk mom who doesn't have any medical problems um, comes in and labor and she's laboring on her own, not on Pitocin or anything like that. We do have the option of intermittent fetal monitoring, which means we may listen for so many seconds per hour or so many minutes per hour. And then she doesn't have to be monitored throughout the whole process. Okay. Yeah. Uh, or continuous fetal monitoring. Yes. So maybe that's something you want to ask your yeah. doctor about. That's exactly. definitely yeah. one of those things you mm-hmm. want to discuss with your physician so that everyone's on board. Continuous fetal monitoring with telemetry. Yes. What is that? So those are wireless fetal monitors. So it allows us to continually monitor the baby um, and you can walk the hall. So it's just wireless. You're not hooked up to the monitor beside your bed. You can put these monitors on, walk the halls and be mobile for as much as you labor as you want. They're also waterproof. So if you choose to get in the tub, you can get in the tub with these wireless monitors and we can still monitor your baby. Oh, nice. Okay. Yes. Now, labor support. Some helpful things to say to me are. Yes. I yes. love that yes. because mm-hmm. people are encouraged in much different ways yes. and annoyed in many different ways. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everybody's it's different. It's good to know ahead of time. Like, please don't tell me so-and-so. And then you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're doing great. You're yeah. doing great. Some people may not want to hear <laughs> right, that. Right, right. <laughs> Especially yeah. in labor. You don't know. Uh, some helpful things to do for me are. Yes. People feel they're different about touch. They right. Feel some people don't want to be touched. Some people want your hands all over them just because that is what comforts them. So each person is individualized and that's why that's helpful. And if you're in a situation where your labor is going on for days and the nurses are transitioning out or even several hours yes. uh, and the nurse... The nurses are changing shifts. You don't have to explain yourself. Right. Tell them what you like and yeah. don't like multiple times. Mm-hmm. We have attended the following classes. That must be great for nurses yes. to know. Then yeah. we know, you know, you've got this education. You have these tools that you're coming in with and you're prepared. Okay. Pain control. We touched on this. Uh, there's a checklist here. I desire to feel no pain. I desire an epidural as soon as possible and narcotics prior to an epidural. I'm willing to wait for an epidural until active labor begins. I want to be given narcotics if requested them. Uh, if I request them, if an epidural cannot be given, I'm willing to wait for an epidural until active labor begins. I do not want to be given narcotics. I'm undecided. I mm-hmm. want to attempt a natural labor. I desire the option of an epidural if labor becomes more painful than expected. That would be a situation where you have that IV ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I desire natural labor. I want to be given narcotics if I request them or I desire natural labor. I do not want the nurse to offer narcotics. And, and then if you have any questions or you'd like more information about le- natural labor and birth, you can contact 225-924-8530 or naturalbirthatwomans.org. It's a great resource. And then after the baby is born, there's a checklist as well. Would you like your partner to cut the umbilical cord? Now, that's something the doctor normally asks in advance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, please place my baby skin to skin on my chest immediately after delivery. Yes. Is that, that's usually done, that's, right? Yeah. And some of those things, um, are pretty typical for us anyway. You've, we've kind of 
do that anyway. Baby's born. We put the baby on the mama's chest and can do everything. Whereas we used to take the baby to the warmer, but all that's kind of changed. And we know all the benefits of skin to skin contact in the first Mm -hmm. uh, moments uh, after the baby is born. Breathing. It's just calming to the baby. It's, it's very beneficial. So when they ask you, do you want to do skin to skin? Uh, look that up in advance and see what the benefits are yes. to that. And sometimes mm-hmm. you can't. Sometimes the mother is recovering. Right. And, and or you the can't, baby but... may need special attention for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still try to get them back to mom as soon as possible. And again, going into this with a plan and also the plan to be flexible under the circumstances. Yeah. yeah. And then just, I think whenever you're like doing your education, I think you're just able to see like what's super, super important to you. And so if things don't go as planned, we as your team still know like, okay, she really, really wants this. And so we can try like our best to be able to, to prioritize. To yes. Yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah. What's most important. Uh, well, who's your pediatrician? Mm-hmm. That's another mm-hmm. important note to have on your birth plan. I plan, I plan to breastfeed whether you plan to breastfeed or not, I plan to have my son circumcised or I do not plan to have my son circumcised. And then going home, any special concerns or requests right. for the baby's care, your feelings regarding visitors, which we touched on, and any additional requests or concerns. Do you guys have anything else to add to that? That is the template for a good birth plan. Yeah, I mean, I think that highlights on everything. And I think it's just important that, you know, you're just discussing with your doctor and then I mean, we want a copy of your birth plan. The transition nurse that will be there at delivery, taking care of the baby, she wants a copy of the birth plan. And so just so we're all collectively on the same page and we can all advocate for you. So ideally you would type this up so there's no mm-hmm. discrepancies with mm-hmm. your handwriting and maybe give it, give a copy to your doctor in advance and also keep extra copies in your binder or your to-go bag when you go to the hospital mm-hmm. yes. and yeah. then have that given to multiple. I mean, it would be nice to have a few copies. Yeah. Yeah, We can make copies. Yeah. Yeah. We can even make copies for sure. Okay. And I know you have some examples maybe of uh, a good birth plan or a situation where a birth plan helped someone and maybe where it would have been helpful to have one, Rachel. Yeah. I just think back to, this was like years ago, um, just a mom coming in, she was like nine centimeters and she did not have a birth plan, but she wanted to go unmedicated. And so we're like, Hey, would you like this? Hey, would you like this while she's having a contraction? You know, 19 centimeters, literally about to have this baby. And we're like, man, this would have been really good if we could have just like pulled the birth plane to the side, look over real quick and already like have all of those like answers. And you don't make the best decisions or communicate in the best way when you're in the middle of labor. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not asking her those questions when she's contracting either. So we just had small little windows. Right. Right. And we should also mention that if you're going to type up a birth plan, maybe keep it to one page. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because if you give a, a booklet of detailed information stapled together, it might be a little too much and there might be a hard time prioritizing or maybe put the priorities on the first page and then maybe definitely. some additional. Right. Yeah, definitely. Whatever's most important. Yeah, definitely keep that to the front at the top. Mm-hmm. And then the, the lower priorities on the chopping block. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anything else you'd like to add? Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Yeah. Well, this has been very helpful, ladies. We really appreciate what you do every day because those labor and delivery nurses are angels sent <laughs> from above. The doctors too, and making miracles happen every day and doing it, yeah, it yeah. in the most comfortable way for the expecting mothers. Yeah, we're here for them. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Unprivate Parts. Be sure to follow Women's Hospital on social media and follow us in your favorite podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. 
Thank you for listening.